This week on the In Sportsmanlike Conduct podcast, myself, Andy Loveland, and my co-host, Jack Crum, we're going to look at a little bit of baseball playoffs, talk some more NFL, and there's that juicy Monday night matchup coming up. Welcome back to Unsportsmanlike Conduct. Jack, how's it going? Oh, it's going. It's definitely going. A lot of sports uh, talk this weekend, so this should be a very interesting kind of condensed uh, podcast here today. Yeah, so, I mean, there's not a ton of baseball news. The Nationals are doing better, I guess, than Mm -hmm. anyone thought they would. I don't, I think most people thought the Dodgers would just go in there, handle their business. And then that would be that. The Yankees did so with the Twins. Yeah, I know. The Twins have lost, what is it, like 16 straight playoff games? I texted my family over in Minnesota, just like Derek Jeter, like doing the whole like hat tip kind of thing. They all blocked my number (laughs) after it. But yeah, no, I mean, the Yankees are looking like the real deal so far. Yeah, I mean, we expected that. I think coming into the season, it was kind of a World Series or bust type of year for the Yankees. So I. Fully expect we'll see Yankees, Astros, ALCS, followed by the Dodgers eventually finding their way to the to the World Series. I I'd just, I just find bet. it hard to believe that they're gonna completely yeah. fall out. But I mean, let's just for a quick minute here, the AL Central has just not been good the last couple of years. No. I mean, we've seen the Indians pretty much dominated it for a couple of years, and they they made the World Series. Yeah. Should have won it probably, oh, you definitely. know. But I think that World Series came down to Kluber pitching too many starts, and but you saw that on the other side. You know, the Indians figured out to roll this Chapman by the end of it. Like, yeah. I mean, Rajay Davis should never hit a home run off Chapman, <laughs> but the Tigers have been atrocious. Uh, the Royals, the Royals have gone back worse, to the Royals. Yeah. Like they had those couple years of start. A couple years, man. They like, were I mean, really they won good. The World Series. They were, I know it. They were fun, but yeah, so now we're, I don't know, if you're the AL Central, where do you go? Because I see the Twins getting maybe, staying the same. The, I just don't know which of those teams gets good enough yeah. to actually, for it to matter. Yeah. And even if one team gets decent, I think the other three are still going to be mediocre. Yeah, for me, it's kind of like the Twins are stuck in a spot where they have a lot of good pieces, but they're not they're not young enough to the point where they can kind of like trade some away but then again they're not old enough to the point where they need to like get rid of them so they're kind of stuck in like purgatory where they can't really do much with any of their pieces yeah so they're just going to be a consistent playoff team for the next couple of years unless they you know can make a move where byron buxton turns into an mvp profit but yeah, um, i think we're going to be waiting on that for a yeah, while i think you're right but yeah no the al central is definitely better when the tigers were good and i'm i'm hoping they just got another first round pick or another number one first round pick so here's to hoping that they can do something with it uh let's switch sides here to the pride of detroit the detroit lions oh big pride detroit they're uh what is it minus four against the packers on monday night in lambo this weekend yeah minus four and a half is the official line it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a cloudy cold one in green bay on monday night football um you know right now the lions have had just a little bit over points per game. They're putting up just over, uh, just around 24.3. Packers are putting up 
Um, and then yards per game, Lions rank number eight, and they uh, really blow away the Packers in this stat. They're putting up 387.5 yards per game, whereas the Packers putting up just over around 337. But uh, the Packers' defense is where they beat them here is the uh, holding uh, opponents' points per game. They're only giving up around 18.6. So I think it'll be an interesting one. I'm interested to see what Daryl Bevel is going to draw up. And I think that this could either be the game that can propel you forward, you know, into the meat of the season at the top of your division. Or if you lose this, you're going to have probably the biggest game against Minnesota coming up next week after this. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if it matters a ton for whichever team loses it because I just think the entire division is just going to eat each other alive. So I think, yeah, they do. like, year. let's say Detroit loses to Green Bay. I think Detroit will get Green Bay back when the Green Bay comes to Detroit. So I think once you get to those later weeks, that's when you have to say, like, okay, now you need to win this matchup. But I'd be curious to see what the over-under is on how many times Booger and Joe Tessitore compare either quarterback to Patrick Mahomes and yeah. say, like, a lot of people are saying Patrick Mahomes is, you know, the first to ever do it. But both of these guys should yeah. be in that conversation. I If the over was set at 55, I think I'd take it. Yeah, big, big <laughs> shocker that two, uh, you know, 10-year quarterbacks have made good throws. I mean, isn't that just amazing? But, no, I mean – I think I think it'll be interesting. I'm not excited to hear that Monday Night Football crew, but I guess I can always just mute the TV if needed. <laughs> I think the weird thing about Monday Night Football is I actually like Booger McFarlane on some of the other ESPN platforms. Mm-hmm. It's just he has like the most random analysis yeah. during the game. Worse than Turkey Hole. <laughs> where you're just Gruden. where you're kind of just like, well, what are you saying and why are you saying it? Yeah. Like you know, but I'm just excited to see how many times uh, they tell us. Um, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, Matthew Stafford is best friends with Clayton Kershaw. Uh, I just saw that last week personally, and I just I couldn't believe it. That was just utterly shocking. I mean, to be honest, <laughs> I think the odds go up because the Dodgers are playing right now. Oh boy! It's like uh, you'd we'll have see to the whole montage <laughs> with the pitchers and did they like? Ah, oh, gosh. It feels like those were two guys who would have played on a baseball team together. Oh yeah, obviously. No, that's a that's a running joke I have with my friends. Um, actually, I just texted him about it last night. Yeah, because I texted him in reference to I don't know how many times I had to watch the the Bosa flag planning mm-hmm. celebration, oh, and then they had to that's compare it to everywhere. the Baker thing. And it's like I get it. He did it. He obviously has spent the last two years sleeping and thinking <laughs> about it. That's what I guess Nick Bosa chose yeah. to do with his time. But it's like we're in the fourth quarter now. Yeah. The game's like over. Do I? Do we need to go back to that play? Like there were a lot of other interesting moments in that. Yeah, that and the entire first quarter, I think, was just about George Kittle's love for WWE. And it was like every time he did something, it was like, did you know George Kittle went to a WWE event last weekend? You're like, like, what am I supposed to do with this information? <laughs> yeah, like one time you're kind of like, okay, that is what it is. And then it's like, oh, he suplexed the Gatorade cooler. And you're like, all right. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's what happened, <laughs> Booger. Yeah, I saw a picture uh, the Bleacher Report posted on Instagram. And it was George Kittle's head crudely pasted on top of Dwayne The Rock Johnson's body um, holding up a belt. So that was that was a good start to my morning, uh, seeing that, you know. But yeah, as a Browns fan though, man, on a serious note, 
I mean, you guys got like a couple tough games coming up here, you know, Bills, Patriots. Yeah. Um, forget who the third one was, but Seahawks, Seahawks, so Seahawks that's what Patriots, was. Bills. So like, what are your general thoughts? I mean, Baker looked kind of kind of frazzled, a little bit frightened. I mean, yeah. So I think the biggest thing with Baker is there's statistics out there to see it. I I'll I'll buy anyone's Baker stock right now. I the, the kids played fewer games than you know. He hasn't even played technically like two full seasons yet. He's yeah. I think yesterday was his 18th game, so we have no idea. Like if this was his 30th game, like if this was his third year, like next season we have to make some decisions about what can Baker be. But he throws the ball better when they get it out quick, so we've got to do that. Booger kept blaming the interceptions. and They kept bringing up the interceptions in the red zone, and I understand that, but the one was Antonio a really Callaway. good throw yeah. from him that Callaway just decided – he couldn't catch. It was like a Madden glitch, too, because yeah. the ball went up like, like a yeah. million feet so in the air. I understand, like, it's fun. You point out the statistic. He didn't have any last season. Now he's got two. But to instantly kind of put that on him, I don't see that as his fault. Like, that should have been a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, I do look at that and say, Freddie Kitchens, how is that anyone other than Odell Beckham running that route? Mm-hmm. If you're, because it, it kind of looked, I mean, the route honestly looked, he never really seemed like he intended it to throw to. Odell or Jarvis, and he was always going to throw to Callaway. Why wasn't Odell where Callaway was and Callaway where Odell was? It would have made a lot more like, sense. If you're going to, yeah, and he's the best slant catcher. Yeah. I like, I honestly liked what they were doing in the first quarter, just using Odell in any way you yeah. could. Like, let's just get that guy some touches. But then, like, as the game went on, I think I saw something online where it was like, Freddie Kitchens like squinting at the play sheet and somebody had counted like he's trying to figure out if he has a pass play that isn't supposed to go 20 yards downfield and it's like they don't have a short passing game right now and it's weird because they have the players who excel at it on the wide receiver position and they have the quarterback who excels at it so why aren't we calling plays in that and why isn't Nick Chubb just like I know the Niners defense is good and let's not overlook how well they played but if we're going to call Nick Chubb one of the top five, top ten backs in the league, that's a guy who needs to get 20 touches no matter who the defense is. Like, if you're the Cowboys, Zeke doesn't stop getting the ball because you're playing whoever. You just see if Zeke can make a play because yeah. he's a pro bowler. And you talked kind of about, like, Brown stock and Baker Mayfield stock. At what point are you going to sell that kind of stuff if the struggles continue? Like, how long are you going to remain hopeful for as a Browns diehard? So I think the big thing is is they lost to the 49ers, but we don't necessarily know how good the 49ers are. I think yeah. yesterday proved they're good, but I just feel like they're kind of raw. Like, all their pieces yeah. are very, like, like first contract kind of, like, raw yeah, pieces. We'll, but on the flip side, the Rams, who I thought coming in would be just as dominant as they were last year, don't seem to be that. So there's a potential there. They're in that division, Seattle, L.A., them, they could sneak into the playoffs and steal a spot from the Rams or because Seattle's playing incredible right now. Mm-hmm. But as far as Brown's stat goes, I think, like I said, you've got to wait. Like, let's see what happens the rest of the year with Freddie Kitchens and the play calling. I think there's a high chance week 10, week 12, Kitchens isn't calling plays anymore if things don't turn around. Now, if Kitchens starts to figure it out, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, he doesn't give that up. But I think next year after the season, you've got to look at and say, like, okay, now we know what we have. And then you have to decide, like, if Baker isn't doing well, is it Baker or is it Kitchens? And I think the obvious choice there, if, you, if you're if you the Browns, you got to decide between one of them. I think 
Freddie Kitchens will be, you know, eating away his sorrows at the nearest KFC. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I think that they could figure it out, but, I mean, yeah. it's going to be a tough time to figure it out, especially their next three weeks. Yeah. They're facing all teams. I mean, once they, once they beat the Bills, though, the – that schedule gets so much easier. Yeah. We talked about that a little well, bit last week. This is the week. last like of the like tough games because this stretch yeah. has been brutal. Like, Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's been a tough stretch for them. But they need to come out of this next three weeks with at least one win, you got to yeah. think, just to keep them afloat. So I think if you look at it, the Patriots win I think seems the least likely. But it's also a classic like Patriots thing to do. A random week during the season against a team you should be – yeah, you and saw to just, it last year with the Lions. Yeah, just to lose. And, you know, because I don't think the Patriots are going to go undefeated. So no. that'd be an interesting one. I think next weekend, Seattle, that. See, I think that's the most I think unwinnable that's, game on your schedule, to be honest. I would say that I don't think that. I think the Bills' defense is going to provide, we're going to need Kitchens to know what he's doing the Patriots are the Patriots so unless they do have one of those mind-numbing games where you they just you know let whoever do whatever they want it's not going to matter but the the Seahawks the disadvantage there is they their offensive line is decent mm-hmm. but not great and the Browns strength should be defensive line I mean Miles Garrett can have a game where he could be inside of Russell Wilson's helmet all day so we'll see but again Wilson's playing out of his mind yeah I mean he's Worked his way into an MVP candidate. I agreed. 100%. But, um, yeah, whenever I think of Patriots-Browns, man, I always feel like the Browns are going to win just because, I don't know if you remember this, but it was like 2000, like, it had to be like 10 or 11, and that's when Colt McCoy and Peyton Hillis, like, just blew out this amazing Patriots team. Is Peyton Hillis, like, the greatest one-year wonder of all time? Like, just, I I can't think of another player who had... As good of a year and just never I mean, you did talk anything about the Madden close curse, to it. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you can call it the Madden curse because he wasn't good before I don't that. Know and why he wasn't he was good even after. on the? It was Ma- the fan vote. Remember? Oh, <laughs> it was yeah. the fan vote. That's so why I they think stopped it, doing. That. I think it was one of those things, or it's just like a bit of uh, some people who were like, just "Oh, like let's have the Browns town fooler. win it." And yeah, and it's just a lot of other people. Because I honestly, as a Browns fan, remember like. I'd have rather seen Joe Thomas be the representative from Cleveland than, like, you know, Peyton Hillis. Yeah, I mean, the year that he was on the cover, <laughs> like, he had a pretty good year, right? He like, But he still only had just over 1,000 yards and 11 touchdowns. Yeah. Like, there was no way that he should have been on the cover of that. Especially that year, I mean, you got to think, Tom Brady was torching defenses. You got to think of all these other things. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, you wonder why EA doesn't do the whole uh, Madden vote anymore. Yeah. Well, they can't They can't <laughs> trust fans with it. No, I mean, you can't trust fans with anything. I mean, even with the All-Star game, you remember uh, fans were trying to, like, put in all these, um, like, you know, in the NHL, too, they were trying to put in all these guys that just who, worked, like, who was, All-Stars. Well, who was the guy? Was it John Scott? In made the, in made the NHL, the NHL the... All-Star game, and he won the MVP? And he was like a backup defenseman enforcer yeah. his entire career. But I remember the year Kobe tore his Achilles, he made the NBA All-Star game. Yeah. And he was like, he was a starter. He, he, he was voted, it's Kobe. Yeah, and he he was like, I'm not going to play because I haven't played like yeah. except for 17 games or something crazy like that. 
Yeah, and then last year you saw it too, Derrick Rose. Everyone was trying to get Derrick Rose into the All-Star game as a starter last year, and they just and they just fell short of it. Yeah. But no, that's great stuff. Um, how about this one for you? We're going to switch gears, go back to the Matt Patricia debate that we've been having ongoing. Did Matt Patricia modify the Patrick Mahomes kind of kryptonite? That was I'll give Bill Belichick the credit on this. He's the one that put it out there. But did Matt Patricia put out a method that allows Patrick Mahomes to not have all these like multiple touchdown games? Because you saw it again last week where he you know, only threw one touchdown against the Colts. Um, I'll say yes and no. I think I don't think Patricia did anything that anyone else couldn't do. I still don't have a ton of faith in Patricia as a coach. I think he's a better defensive coordinator than he is a head coach. And I think the Lions have players capable of playing man defense, which a lot of teams don't have. I think last week, I think against the Lions, we weren't able to quite recognize what it was. Mm-hmm. But I think last week, now two weeks in a row, the speed of Tyreek Hill being able to take a safety with him every time, now we're starting to see, like, okay, like, the their yeah. offense is kind of missing that. Especially, I think it was, like, even more prominent because Sammy Watkins wasn't playing. So I think that... Uh, Eric Fisher, a Central Michigan alum, got a lot of love. So I think that the offensive line injuries, Mm -hmm. more so the ones that happened in-game are kind of a factor because now you got to bring in someone who's only been practicing and probably hasn't played Mm -hmm. much in the NFL. And then that weird Mahomes ankle thing where it was like Cam Irving had to step on his ankle like six times during that game. And at some point, if I'm Andy Reid, I'm just like – I don't care if you're our best left tackle. I'm pulling you out. Yeah. So. No, because like during that <laughs> during that game, Bill Belichick played him perfectly. Yeah. Um, which the the whole like Belichick Patricia thing is based off of man coverage and having a linebacker always yeah. follow with him and bringing pressure on the edge. But still, even in that game, he had three touchdown passes. Yeah, and he was five yards short of 300 yards. So that's good, like Mahomes, yeah. like prevention. Well, and I think they figured it. Yeah. I think they figured it out. I just feel like it's been perfected to a point. Yeah, I think I think it's better, but I think I've got faith in Andy Reid. I've got faith in Mahomes. Really, faith in Andy Reid. That's. I a mean, I have one. faith in Andy. No matter what you think about Andy Reid as an overall head coach, his teams are always in it. No, they're and always he's an in. offensive mastermind. Oh, yeah. What he's done with McNabb, with Michael Vick, Alex and, Smith, Alex Smith, uh, Mahomes no now. So. I think I just, he's never like taking that extra step. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they figure out Super Bowl. Yeah, but they're not. They're not going to be this low no, scoring no, no. for the he'll, rest. He'll be back to his typical stat line, but and, it takes unless, a very specific. Unless type that of team. ankle is more serious than we're trying to. I mean, Maybe. he played. He played on it. Yeah, a lot. And so I hate to say, like, oh, the reason he didn't throw three touchdowns is because of the ankle, but. Now we're into the. I think it was originally. Was it the game? Was it the Lions game or was it the game before where it had happened? I think it was the game before it I had think happened. So. And then it seemed like it was not bothering him at all in the Lions game. But then, like, the same exact ankle gets hit again. And it's almost like with ankle injuries, I remember Steph Curry used to have this all the time where he would just hurt the same ankle, like, yeah. every three weeks. And then, like, finally, like, the fourth or fifth time, like, he had to miss a month. So I don't know if, like, down the line, I think that could be a bigger problem. Like, if Mahomes gets injured and you're the Chiefs and it's December, now what? Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, his stat line against the Colts wasn't bad. He he had you know he completed twenty two of thirty nine, three hundred and twenty yards and a touchdown. But you're just seeing less of those like gaudy touchdown yeah type stuff. Yeah, I think some people dropped a couple of passes that probably would. Yeah, I think it's some defense. I think it's some just like I think it's some of the player issue. I think we're yeah. we undervalued Tyreek Hill the first couple of weeks. I think when. Mahomes went off, and uh, now I think we're starting to see, like, yeah, when you don't actually have that game-breaker and you can just zone in on um, Travis Kelsey and say, like, let these other dudes, you know, Pringle mm-hmm. beat me. If he catches a 40-yard pass, so be it. Yeah. But if he drops two of them, I think, you know, whoever the team is, Frank Reich and the Colts, Matt Patricia and the Lions, you're kind of willing to to make that bet. So... If you had to take a guess, would you assume that Patrick Mahomes is posted about more or Zion Williamson is posted about more? Because uh, those have been the my, two my bet golden be Zion. You think so? Yeah. Because I think he he was worldwide until Daryl Morey happened. Uh, yeah, I, th- I say that's true. It's just like every single day when, when I'm – Trying to get my sports stories. But in did the you did you see that Zion dunk? Yeah, I did. That was that was pretty good. So like as the far Pelicans as Pelicans are gonna be dangerous this year, man. They're yeah. looking they're looking pretty good. I don't. They're looking all right. Lonzo, I think uh, Lonzo looks like like bigger. Like, yeah. I mean, I like Lonzo. I'd buy Lonzo stock. But, I would too. Um, I mean, there's a whole like weird like issue with his dad. Like, is that yeah. real or not? But he just needs to. Yeah. But yeah, tell I his mean, dad go away. Like, Le- LeBron's on a mission to get Anthony Davis an MVP. Although at the and same think, time, and he's if, on, if Anthony Davis gets yeah. an MVP, I don't think you're beating the Lakers because like Anthony Davis in like peak form is like the numbers he could put up if he wanted to are going to be astronomical. And if those two start getting along and doing what they can do, I I just don't see like. Who can beat them? Because it's it's not necessarily like I know it's there are only two players. How are they going to fill out the roster? Uh, Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, I don't think he's as I think he could take a step that we don't see unprecedented. Maybe not to superstar level, but to the next level where you have to start talking him as like a viable third option. Yeah, Kyle Kuzma, Lions fan by the way. Um, he's from Flint, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, no. I right now I'd say the Lakers are my championship pick. I agree with you 100. percent But I. I do think at the same time that LeBron is setting him up to be an MVP, I feel like LeBron is also setting him up to be the prime fall guy if this ends up going belly up. I don't think that's possible. You don't think so? No, because I think Anthony Davis isn't the name LeBron is. So if I'm Skip Bayless, <laughs> if I'm, you know, yeah. Stephen A, like it's like Anthony Davis's name, his name's just not going to get brought up as much as being the fall guy. Because they're gonna, they're gonna. You can easily just turn the narrative to look at what LeBron did. He forced all these guys out. He wanted to bring Anthony Davis in here, and it still couldn't work. So I don't think, I don't think there's anything LeBron could do to get Anthony Davis to be the fall guy. Especially considering now, like this is his second year in the Lakers. Mm-hmm. He was injured all, like all of last year. All this other stuff. Like if the, if he came and Anthony Davis was there i think maybe but lebron was in the lakers the lakers fans barely wanted him they were like instantly <laughs> yeah, kobe's the, better the kobe cult yeah the the kobe stands are all about kobe oh, so i think like for lakers fans like if this thing goes south anthony davis could still be there 
They could keep Anthony Davis and build around him. Do you think they would keep Anthony Davis over LeBron if it came down to it? I don't know if you'd have to choose between one. I think you just let LeBron go old Mm -hmm. and tell him, like, hey, like, Bronny Jr.'s in the league now. (laughs) Like, go to Sacramento and play with with Bronny Jr. And, like, they would just let him do it. That would be awesome, man. I mean, he's, he's said in the past that that's what he wants to do. He'd love to play. I think he said as long as he's not sorry, he would love to still play in the league one year with his son. That'd be pretty sweet, like a yeah. final, a but, final year. But yeah, no, I like mean Vince, Vince Carter, yeah. twenty-two the, years old, no look pass. I I love Vince Carter, man. Forty-two years old, twenty-two years in the league, man. Yeah, no, the the one thing that I really love about this NBA season is in past year, what's what's turned me off to the NBA has been it's like, like I don't need to really watch this. I all know. I mean, I know that the Warriors are going to go to the championship, and you know, I know that. The Cavs are going to go to match them. That's been the issue the last couple of years, maybe not this last year. But now for the first time in, it feels like like a decade, we don't have uh, like two super teams. And instead we have like a couple of, you know, like yeah. pretty good like duos throughout the league. No, I think that's a pretty common sentiment. I, I love watching the NBA. Like I love turning on like a Wednesday and just like – a lot of people hate on Russell Westbrook, but when you're watching a, He's fun, man. a you know game 33 of the regular season and Westbrook's putting up a triple double, like it's fun to watch. James Harden's a guy who I like watching when he's doing more of like the <laughs> razzle dazzle, like stuff on the outside, three point, yeah. like spin moves, all this kind of crazy stuff. Like less so when he like sometimes when he needs to win a game, like he's just gonna go to the line over and over again. You're like, all right, like this is boring. But when he's doing like when he's top caliber. Hard and it's fun, but yeah, I think I think there's it's it's more even. I still like think like there's like the Pelicans could be decent, but I don't think like I don't realistically think they're better they than an eight seed or a seven a chance to like win it. Yeah. Like there's still only a, a certain amount of teams, just like in any sport. Yeah. Like and like I I don't know. It's crazy to me. Like people love looking at the NBA and saying like the Lakers or the the Warriors and the Cavs made the finals four years in a row. The Warriors are gonna win it every year. Like it's broken and it's like dude for 20 years the same freaking team has been winning the super bowl like we're still talking about 42 year old tom brady and old bill belichick you know and at we, some point you just love it like it, it's just like right, right so let's like, just see how, how long you know, they go you know and it like it's always been like that like it was back like that with Magic and Bird. Like, yeah. There's always a handful of teams who have a chance. And there's it's like always that in an era in the NBA. Yeah, so I think we're in a more open era, but I don't know. Like If LeBron and Davis are good together, I think that era might it's, sh- yeah. might shrink a little bit. And, too, like, if Clay comes back and he's good to go next season, I think the Warriors are – Yeah, they don't have those three They don't have KD anymore, but – I feel like they, that's just going to allow Curry to step up to that yeah. you know kind of level yeah we'll see i mean i'm also i like kp in dallas let's see what what those two young young guys do together <laughs> the two uh the two euros that should be uh that should be pretty interesting yeah chris stops and luca mm-hmm. be great if they could add like a third european <laughs> to that to that bunch and just have like the big three of <laughs> of you know but no that'd be great man yeah it'll I be mean, denver it'll be we'll see if I mean, I think we know Jokic is good. Can some like Murray's can, been can, coming along. can Murray step up though and mm-hmm. be consistent? Like he had games in the postseason where you're like, this dude might be one of the best like 
guards, you know, top he's a, 10, He's top a star 15. right now, but he, what he needs to do this next year, if they want to have a chance to actually, like, compete, he needs to become a superstar, get up to that next level, yeah. and create an actual, like, yeah, we'll duo see, with. Yeah, we'll see if he has if he has that. I mean, yeah. I don't I don't know if he, if if that is in Jamal Murray's, you know, wheelhouse, but. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully for the Nuggets' yeah. sake, he We'll is, see what Brad know. Stevens can do with the Celtics now. Can, can Tatum take that next step? Can Jalen Brown do that? Like, you know, after that, after that Celtics run without Kyrie, like a lot of people were really high on Jason Tatum, saying like, "Next MVP type player." Can he actually perform He's to only that 19. level? Nineteen. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I like I still remember like the thing circulating was when he I think he he dunked on LeBron and then yeah. kind of stepped to him and like people absolutely went nuts for it. And then it's like LeBron just shut him out of the yeah. playoffs, and like they haven't been the same since. So they maybe maybe don't Kemba step too. to LeBron. Yeah, I I like Kemba. I don't know if he makes some like the thing about Kyrie is Kyrie is my favorite player in the league. Mm-hmm. Has been like Kyrie. He, he's also the most frustrating player in the league because like sometimes he just like just doesn't do anything, and you're like Kyrie, what are you doing? Like, yeah. This is a basketball game, right? Like, the world's not flat. Like, let's yeah. like, get going. But there's <laughs> always times where, like, 5, 10, 15 minutes a game where Kyrie's handles are coming out, and he's just doing whatever, and you can't not watch. Yeah. And no one can do anything about it. Like, Kyrie just decides, like, eh, it's time to just start cooking, and he goes. And I feel like I feel like as far as the Celtics go, I mean, Kyrie's a great basketball player, but he he just wasn't a good fit in Boston with Brad Stevens, with the rest of those pieces. Where I feel like Kemba is gonna kind of take that like Isaiah Thomas type of place that he left, but do it even better than than it did. So I don't know. I I personally liked you know that that signing, and I think it's uh, yeah. I mean, I think it, I think it'll work for what the Celtics want it to be because I don't think Kemba is quite the one man show that Charlotte needed him to be, and I don't mm-hmm. think the Celtics wanted a player like Kyrie. So um, I think I think that's the big thing. There's a lot going on in the NBA, and we'll see what what happens. But I'm excited. I'm excited to watch that. I'm glad that the postseasons or the preseason starting, and we're about to get kicked into regular. We're getting season into here. the uh, where every single sport is is currently active. Yeah. Oh, what a time! What uh, a time! Yeah, I think that's going to be all for us today. Join us next week. I'm sure we'll look back at week two and maybe get into some more. NBA and NHL stuff.